This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. In a tough position, need to be saved. Chicken and beer, they can help. Yeah, they show you the way. How did you how did you do that? 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 How did you do that, man? Uh, this... That was great, man. How did you do that? How did you do? Dear Lincoln on Spotify. Remember him? Yes. Dear Lincoln, Facebook.com slash Dear Lincoln. That's a good band name. I remember uh, we said that last time. Uh, he did a Scooby-Doo parody to be, uh, a That's couple right. months ago, and now this is a Family Matters theme song. I'm into it. If you could just do the TV theme songs forever, we'll we'll pop you in every month or two. For sure. Let's, let's hear any a request? step by step. Oh, that's good. Which one was that one? <laughs> um... It sounded exactly like the one that just went on. So. All of TGIF sounded the same. Yeah, yeah like what is Full days House Days Go sound By? Like? Did, that's, no, that's the that song. Is that the one that just said Days, days go, go By? Yeah. Okay, all right. Step so, by yeah. step is step by step, day by day, fresh start over. Something like that. Did you have a crush on Al from Step by Step? I sure friggin' did. I had a crush on Al. I had a crush on Cody. I had a crush on Patrick Duffy. No shit. Really? I Frank was Lambert? turned on by every character on that you show. You were just a horny teen. Yeah, I was a horny tween at the time. Constantly fapping to TV themes. Growing Pains. What's that one? I that, I think that's my request. I remember liking that theme song, but now I can't remember. Again, now days that I hear by? this one. No, Days Go By <laughs> yeah. is this one. Right. Full House is what? 
Full houses. Uh, it's a rare condition. Oh, uh, yeah. This day and age. No, that's family matters. That's, that's, that's just what happened? just happened. God uh, damn it. <laughs> full houses. Uh, oh, uh, Milkman, the paper. Uh, oh, yeah. Movie. Even TV. No, wait. It, yes, yeah, it yeah. is. Um, uh, love and tradition. Uh, the grand. grand. No, that's family <laughs> matters. <laughs> really? <laughs> Milkman, the paper. Evening TV. Love yes, you're familiar. This day and age. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, everywhere you look, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is this is a uh, Gabrus and Lapkus podcast. <laughs> We're stealing it. Oh yeah, I should say that our podcast is now about TV. That's right, from the nineties, and it's on Earwolf. Yeah, what's that's up a, now? That's a cool little pivot. Mm-hmm. That's a cool way to start twenty nineteen. Another cool way to start twenty nineteen. Recording this borderline live Monday, January seventh. Yeah, borderline late. Yeah, actually, not even borderline. Actually, late. Podcast just has to come out on Monday. Nobody says what time. That's right. Nobody we, says what time. As a courtesy to you, it's always at midnight Eastern, but right. it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it could be at That's noon not a Pacific. Yeah, it could be at two eleven. We are our own bosses. Who That's the right. fuck tells us what to do? The audience. Right. Yeah. They're our bosses. Yeah. Uh, and we apologize for being late. <laughs> Won't happen again, sirs and ma'ams and you, sirs. You, you were just fired. Really? Yeah, the, audience, the, the whole audience, entire audience. Yeah, couldn't possibly be. They looked you in the eyes and they said, "You fired <laughs> the Donald." Oh, I'm a Trump supporter now that it's 2019. Right. Well, that's not a surprise. You're wearing a <laughs> MAGA hat, and you have been since the election. I gave him two years of saying no to the Donald, and now I'm going to try two years of supporting the Donald. You're into the shutdown. Yeah, the shutdown is good. The public parks thing is fine with yeah. the toilets overflowing. With fecal matter? Yeah, the xenophobic rhetoric is a little troublesome to me, but overall it's worth it because he... Because he lets the toilets overflow in the national park. <laughs> yeah. I would say they should close the park if the toilets are overflowing with shit, right? <laughs> Actually, part of my family went to the Grand Canyon, and technically that's a national park, and they got in for free. Oh. Of course, the toilets were overflowing, so they couldn't use them. But were they really overflowing? Yeah. Not overflowing, but the porta parties were full. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, the Grand Canyon has like actual infrastructure a little bit. You know, the visitor center, they got flush toilets. They're great. I was just there too. Actually, the Grand Canyon in itself is a toilet. Yeah. So my dad would, you know, instead of using the porta potty, he would just. He would shit into the abyss. Yeah, he would shit into the abyss. What is the Canyon hole. if it's not a giant toilet bowl basin yeah. for drones? And, the, <laughs> and the, the Colorado River, of course, being the flush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you you the poop eventually ends up in the river, and yep. then it goes into the ocean. Hey, that river did a real nice job uh, wiping away all of the earth <laughs> and creating the canyon. I think it can wipe away. No Jerome's spoilers. Ass. No spoilers. Okay, I didn't read the plaque yet. Okay, well, you I, were you were. I didn't bears. go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I stayed. I stayed right, in so, Sedona. So you still haven't. But you've been to the Grand Canyon. I've been we to the Grand together, Canyon, but I didn't read. I took a picture of the plaque. I haven't read it yet. I don't know. Like what I feel made like it. the. The statute is up on that. Yeah. Like y- you... It's millions of years old. I should know by now. Yeah. yeah. And our trip was five years ago. That's the next theme song. All right. Welcome to If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the net, the web, hosted by us. I'm Amir. I'm Jake. Remember websites? Anyway. They were fun. Uh, we have in our email box still questions. People still confused after all these years. From 2013 until now, people still don't know how to act. I wonder if the questions from 2013 feel different. Mm. We should do an episode where we answer the first questions we got. Sometimes 
Yeah, I guess we could, we could definitely do that. But sometimes with Game Boy, we go back that far. Yeah. And I feel... Does it feel different? Like, was 2013 that different that, like, the questions were different? Maybe mm. dating app? Yeah. I don't know. Were apps more popular or were we just using them more back then? I think they're... I, I feel like they're still as popular. Yeah. I should hope so. I just bought 51% controlling interest of Tinder. That's amazing. Congratulations. That had to cost you a fortune. Yeah, 51 million. That's amazing. Yeah. One million for each... Percent. percent. Yeah, yeah, that's funny how that worked out. I feel like they might have just like got you with the number. You know, sometimes you make a number nice and nice Round, and interesting, and people yeah. are like, "Oh, I like that." Because they came in with twenty-two million. Yeah, so you should have taken. That and then I, I countered with fifty-one because it felt right. Yeah. Well, was and the they 20, were giggling. They the were snickering million? in the was room. Was that for fifty-one or twenty-two percent? It was for twenty-two percent. Oh, so you, <laughs> so you actually did fuck yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, it's like a hundred million dollar valuation that I just <laughs> threw against the wall and hope it was accurate. Mm. They couldn't stop laughing at me in the room during negotiations. Yeah, you never want that to be <laughs> yeah. the vibe. They kept saying, are you sure? And I was like, he, yeah, yes. I don't know. I wasn't there with anybody to like bounce ideas off. Oh, yeah. I'm just looking at my, my news feed and Tinder is, uh, yeah, they've, they've hemorrhaged users. They released <laughs> like their latest really? uh, numbers. And yeah, Where did you I get guess that? It's, they've like <laughs> dropped 30 Thirty percent of their their base. <laughs> Basically, no one's using Tinder. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I'll sell to you for right now for thirty bucks. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> now you're laughing at me. <laughs> uh, all right. These are questions you found this morning. Are these yeah. freshies? These are freshies. These were all from the top of the box. Holy shit! Top of the box to you. Top of the order. Um, here's one. It's from a lady. Okay. Who hates Magic yes. the Gathering? Mm-hmm. So we'll call her. What's the name of a Magic the Gathering thing? Um, <laughs> the Black Lotus. I remember my brother used to play, and he said that was the most rare card. The Black Lotus? The Black Lotus writes. Interesting. Cool. Long-time listener, long-time advice needer, but never an asker. I'm a 22-year-old gal from Canada in need of some relationship wisdom. I've been dating my boyfriend for nearly six years now. We're both big fans of Jake and Amir, and that helped us connect. Oh. Hell Yeah. We have our ups and downs, obviously, but pretty much everything I could ever ask for. He's funny, he's hot, he's loving, nerdy, and passionate about his interests. Speaking of interests, there is one problem. He does not fucking shut up about Magic the Gathering. I think I am cool with every other nerdy interest he has. I am down to watch him play video games. I really like reading and editing his creative writing. Hell, I even love listening to him detail him and his friends' next D&D campaign, but goddamn... I cannot care about Magic the Gathering no matter how hard I try. He will insistently show me card art, hurl random stats at me, explain some sort of trade deal he's working on, and even when I try to understand, I don't. So I tune out and I nod, mostly. I don't want to come across as a girlfriend that doesn't care about his interests because I love the way his eyes light up when he talks about the things he cares about. Six years of this is getting pretty exhausting, though. So here's my question. At what point... Am I considered a bad girlfriend for breaking the news that I absolutely hate Magic the Gathering? Have I let it run too far? I mean, I'm no actress. He knows I don't understand it at all and makes all kinds of efforts to teach me, but I don't want to hurt his feelings and tell him that I just don't care. I can't sit through another in-depth show and tell of his magic cards. I think I might go insane. Please help. Thanks, the Black Lotus. All right. How deep do you discuss your D&D passion? with Jill, your wife, um, or do you spare her entirely? I spare her pretty much entirely. I give her the broad strokes, 
But I also have, I think, I have a little more social awareness. And I can tell when somebody's not interested. <laughs> so I just skip Let it slide. Everything. Yeah. Because I am also too sensitive to tell somebody a long story that they don't care about. It'll hurt my feelings <laughs> too much. I'm too passionate about <laughs> D&D to share it with Jill, who will just brush it aside like it's nothing. But it's my fucking life. <laughs> Like, if your character died, that would be the biggest thing in D&D. That would be, yeah. Would you go home and tell that to Jill? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Somebody in our campaign, uh, no spoilers for anybody that's not caught up to the D&D thing. But yeah. So there, was, so there was a harrowing. A near-death experience. Um, well, that, that happens, too. There was, like, a thing that happened in our campaign that, like, really shook me. And I, like, came home. And, I, and she was asleep because, like, sometimes we record till like, two in the morning. And I curled up and I, like, told her. And, I, and she's like, okay. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, okay? <laughs> My fucking ex-wife in the campaign blew her brains out in front of me. Okay. You turn the lights on. <laughs> okay. No, get up. Stand We're brewing up. a pot of coffee. <laughs> I need you to roll this die. Yeah. You do a perception check. Yeah. Um, so... I think, but I think that's like, I think that's healthy. Like, you don't need your partner to care about literally everything that you do. That's what you have friends for. That's what this guy has friends for. His friends care about Magic the Gathering, and he cares about it. And that's what makes that friend group good. Yeah. You don't have to be like, I also am passionate about Magic the Gathering, especially after six years. At six years, you don't have to give a shit about anything. <laughs> That's the goal of six years. The rule of six years is that you no longer have to care. Yeah. But do you pretend to care or do you say, listen, I just don't care? I think you 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 do care on some level. Like You, you care, care that he cares. Yes. And you don't want him to be butthurt by this. Right. But you're allowed to be like, I think it's awesome how much you love it and I like that you're passionate. And really, the the big thing is if you... Dis if you hated it so much that you gave him guff about playing with his friends, cutting into his passion <laughs> and trying to stamp out the fire in his heart that exists for Magic <laughs> the Gathering, that's bad. Yeah. But all you're saying is you keep that fire burning, but I'm not going to warm my hands by it. <laughs> I don't you need to You go do it know. over there. That's right. And stop talking to me about it. I think that's 100% fine. Stop talking to me about it. But just that language feels abrasive. Yeah, you can definitely, you know, yeah, you temper it. You, you, um, I guess, what would you say? I don't know. It's so, it's so borderline rude that you don't want to like piss him off or, um, disappoint him. Yeah. I don't think you really, I think all of that stuff always happens when you like have a sit down conversation, but like it doesn't really happen in the moment. Next time it comes up, you just say like, Hey, this is really cool. I love that you're really passionate. But can we actually <laughs> talk about something else? Like, Magic the Gathering doesn't uh, <laughs> get me as excited as you as it gets you. Yeah, no, for sure. Closing a binder of fan art. So, like, what? You like other nerdy shit? Like, let's talk about your D&D campaign. Let's talk about video games. <laughs> or hell, God forbid we talk about one of my passions, soccer. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we never talk about soccer. <laughs> we never talk about soccer anymore. I have this equivalent um, with my girlfriend, but I'm sort of starting to erode her getting her into basketball. So, like, she starts to, like, want to know and, like, mm. is asking questions. Yeah. But, like, afraid to, like, bombard her with all the characters quite yet. 
So it's like, oh, there's here's LeBron. He's pretty cool. He like did this thing for Cleveland. Check it, take a look at this. Oh, that's cool. Started a foundation. Yeah. yeah, and then it's like, oh, let's watch the fourth quarter of this game. Wow, that's exciting. Let's go to this game. Okay, this is cool. I can get into it now. I have like a favorite player. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Does that's she have co- a favorite player? She has a favorite player now. On the Lakers? Of course. It's got to be Kuzma. I absolutely brainwashed her to rooting for my favorite team. Who's uh, favorite player? Brandon Ingram. Mm, yeah, he's one of my favorites too. He's tall, skinny, tattooed. Yep, it's easy to root for. Uh, but that's the equivalent of this. But I'm like, now I'm like, should I like, should I keep it going? Like, now do I introduce her to other basketball players? Do I introduce her to football? No, no, football's too much. Let's let's stick to one sport. Mm. And then like, let's not bring it up for a while. Let's see if she brings it up. But like, this guy is like, I'm all in. This is what happened. Magic right. the Gathering. What is your viewpoint of Magic the Gathering as a D and D player? Have you warmed up to it, or is it like another subset of nerds that you can look down on? I, for whatever reason, like sometimes when I'm talking about D and D, like when I talk about like, oh yeah, I'm like nerdy. I play D and D. I like Game of Thrones, but I'm not like a Magic the Gathering. <laughs> you think they're saying the same thing? Like, yeah, I play Magic the Gathering. That's like poker. I'm not, I'm not like a D and D player. Maybe so. It's there. I feel like there are two very different brains because like I like fantasy, but I also like doing bits and like creative storytelling and i feel like magic the gathering um is is a lot more like strategy it's like playing risk or something you're like yeah it's a more building a, a perfect game deck points. and like yeah um and lots of lots of math lots of things. <laughs> it's like chess yeah i don't know it's just not for me um but i don't know if i look down on it as much as i used to we got a tour of the uh, Wizards of the Coast office in Seattle, which is like the people that make uh, Magic the Gathering. They do Magic and D&D or just Magic? Both. They do both? Yeah. One company owns both? Yeah, they weren't started by the same company, but this, the company that started Magic bought D&D. It's a nerdopoly. They have a complete control over every kind of nerd you are. Yeah, they are the Parker brothers. <laughs> they don't. I wonder if they can tell the difference just by looking at someone. Oh, I wonder. It seems like Magic so. the Gathering players wear trench coats and D&D players wear what <laughs> careful <laughs> you just trench stood up so there. tall and i'm wearing a trench coat <laughs> my coat unfurls behind me whoa you have a cape um i should say we're in the same room this time no oh, yeah there was a huge twist at the end of last episode revealing we that we were LA. recording remotely yeah we are in the same room we are how do we prove that um i'll oh no i can't hold up Fingers, right? Yeah, you can, and then we can say it on the count of three. But then yeah. I could, I guess I could have digitally altered that too. Right. What if? Okay. Um, how about? Mm-hmm. How can you prove over audio that two people are in the same room? I don't know if you can. I don't think because everything is is editable. Yeah. I, I we'd have to we could take a selfie, but even that's later. Even that's fakeable. Well, yeah. I guess how do you prove anything these days? Because like the fake news media is always um, sort of like telling its lies. Yeah, like CNN and shit. Yeah. Like they haven't told a, they haven't told a a truth since they said Donald Trump wins election. (laughs) I'm not even sure they were telling the truth about that. (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) You think, I think they're such liars that they, that he didn't even win the election. So, okay. Now I'm confused as to what your political (laughs) Whose side am I on? (laughs) All right, how about this? It's a selfie of me by myself in the office. Why would I do that? Unless you were with me. Right. Because if I was with you, you would put me in this. Or, <laughs> yeah, or if I wasn't with you, we would Photoshop a weird selfie. Okay. So, yeah, you just take a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> 
without you in it. Mm-hmm. And that'll prove that you're here right. with me. Yes. Okay, how about this? I'll point to something, and you tell me what I'm pointing at, and I'll say it at the same time. Okay. Okay. What am I pointing at now? The chair. A chair. See? <laughs> nice. Okay. That was, yeah, I feel like, I guess you could have just got me <laughs> clean saying a chair. <laughs> Which I will. But I like sort of said it differently, you know? That's cool. That's something you can't really fake. Like if you pointed at that sign. Yeah. And you like told me later that you were pointing (laughs) at the sign. I would like, I would have said a sign and you would have said a sign. (laughs) But you pointed at the chair and I said the chair and you said a chair. That's true. What a weird little like inconsistency. This is all very glocal of us. (laughs) Yeah. Just sowing little seeds of doubt as to which room we may or may not be sitting in. What am I pointing at now? A uh, sign. sign. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were pointing at the sign or the column. And how do I know that there's a column in this room? Because obviously you remember right. from when you were in the room. I guess you, I could, yeah, but like, I feel, oh, you know what? I, I, no, we'll never be able to prove it. But I feel like we've spent so much time talking about it that <laughs> people no longer care. No, definitely. <laughs> They're talking. This is our magic the gathering. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is cool, but it's mostly just them discussing <laughs> whether or not they're in the same, same room. room. And what does that mean? So many great podcasts that I listen to don't record in the same room. Mm. Like, there are lots of big podcasts that have people recording remote. I guess we're just janky. We're a jankier operation. Right. So we need to record in the same room. Well, because we recorded remotely last week, and I, like, spent a good hour or two editing it together to make it sound like we were in the same room, now I'm wondering when those podcasts record remotely, do they do the same treatment to it? Are they working that hard to make it seem like they're in the same room? Right. Do they get rid of the lag? Do they get rid of the lag? Do they have one person recording into a mic? Do they just record the other person through the phone? Do they give as much of a shit? They do. So I, I listened to that show, The Political Gab Fest. Uh-huh. And they have people call in. Like, sometimes they're in the same room and sometimes they're not. And it's really, like, com- there's truly no difference at all. Wow. And I think it's because they record, like, in actual studios in different places but i i so there might be no i've got line. no idea but then on like i also listen to that 538 podcast and sometimes they'll just have someone call in <laughs> on a phone and it sounds awful and you can barely like, hear that's such a big podcast and there's they're so using much a cell phone in that company yeah and someone's just recording into a cell phone how many fingers am i holding up four <laughs> fuck <laughs> why would i keep now that I'm in fucking with you if we're <laughs> yeah. in the same room <laughs> that's right <laughs> You know, it's a good bit. It's like, how many fingers am I holding up? And I'm holding up four. And then you say four. And then I bring in my other hand at the frame. And I go, six. You idiot. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of that Jake and Amir joke that I still like, um, that we came up with so long ago. You say, does anyone have any gum? And everyone says, no. And you say, wrong. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good twist. That's a good thing for a job interview sketch. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any gum? Or does anyone here? I guess you wouldn't say that. <laughs> if it's only two people, it could be I for guess like a group interview. Yeah, or the, made it to the like the board of directors. The seminar video that we watched with Jeffrey now on our Patreon. That could have been a good thing. Oh it's yeah, like I stand up at the front. Does anybody have any gum? Uh, no. Wrong. I do. Kick two people out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the beginning of that video is so funny to me. Still, we're just like trying to get that bait that guy into talking shit about the seminar. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of interested in it. Wow. I like these things. <laughs> Contrary to what this guy just said, I'm pretty good, or whatever it is. 
all right. So what should this person do? Bring it up. I forget what we were talking about. Is how do you break the news that you don't like Magic the Gathering? Just bring it up in the moment. You don't have to break the news. Yeah. Just next time he's talking about it, come clean. And Sorry, also, I really don't understand yeah. anything about Magic the Gathering. And I don't know if I care enough to actually learn. But what if I you put you like you it. you spin it as like a I don't want you to waste your time like telling me all this stuff because I don't know anything. I feel like I don't want to waste your time rather than like I don't give a shit nor do I have the capacity to care. Yeah, that's nice. Um there it is. That's that's ultimately our advice. Come clean in the moment. What am I pointing at now? The seat. Really? <laughs> <laughs> your chair. Yeah, you were pointing at <laughs> I guess maybe your ass. Yeah, my ass, I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll thank some sponsors. We'll be back with more questions and answers after this. Happy 2019. Yeah. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm-hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say "damn the man" with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness. It's nah. a. It's an anti-movement. Really, oh, it's a non-movement good. movement. That's movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so fitnessnah.com. Fitness <laughs> yeah, it's more of a fitnessnah <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, and then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. That's amazing. That's so uh, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. the subscription box that I accidentally subscribed <laughs> to when I bark was high. Box. Yeah, bark yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn. I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. 
And Rats. you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah, most of it yours. Saving the average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, mm -hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com slash segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Whoa, I didn't even know I was playing that version. Damn, and you, there was no Mom, I'm Coming. No, there isn't. That guy, I guess somebody submitted a different alt, the Mario version, which wow. we might have played once, and then when I looked on my computer, I accidentally played that one. But it's a fun little alt. It's a fun ditty. Why don't you guys send in some more of those? We're looking at you, TV theme song guy. Anywho, yes, I do, and I think everyone should buy a National Parks Pass. What are you, making cash on the side? Working with the government trying to sell parks passes? What you coupon code You go to jakehurwitz.com slash parks pass. You can buy <laughs> the Jake Hurwitz National Parks Pass. It doesn't get you any into any national parks. But you can just park on my ass. <laughs> yeah. Anytime Parking you pass, see how me. about you park on my ass? Actually, now I know you're lying because jakehurwitz.com is a domain name that is for sale. You still didn't pull the trigger on it. Yeah, well, the price keeps on going up. They want two <laughs> fucking grand for it. They're raking me over the coals of this shit. There was a time when it was $500, and I thought that was too much. And then, like, a year or two went by, and I was like, fuck it. I'm still thinking about it. I I'll, I should just do it. And then the price <laughs> the price went up to, to 2000 I want to just talk to the guy that owns it. Be like, no one is buying it from you but me, and I'm not going to spend that cash. <laughs> this is like, since I own a mirror on Instagram, I get various uh dms every now and again from rich persian people named like amir something else they're like it's my birthday i will buy this for you for five thousand dollars i will buy it for ten thousand dollars have you had an offer for ten thousand i think so but one i'm afraid to do it because it was um i'm afraid of like all my followers going to them or like not doing it correctly and two i don't know how to like give these random strangers um my bank account information to give me cash. Right. I guess I, I should say, hey, give me the money and then I'll give it to you. Yeah. But then like, I don't know. There are definitely like Maybe I'll do it when I retire. Like when I'm out of the game entirely, you can have my, my Instagram name and all my followers. Yeah, yeah, you should wait. I mean, by then it'll be worth way more too. Would my followers get mad at me if I sold my Instagram account and now you're following some random person? I don't think they could get that mad because it's so easy to unfollow yeah <laughs> okay anyway parks pass uh oh yeah it's like it's i think it's like maybe 80 bucks and it's good for an entire year from the day that you buy it so it's not like it's too late to get it well i guess now it's also the early part of the year but you could wait till the summer till you're traveling more and then how much is it to get into one park it depends on the park but it's it's like, it can be like 20, 30 bucks. Uh -huh. So basically, if you go to a national park three times an entire year, yeah. it's worth it. Uh, just on my road trip alone, my national park, parks pass earned 
earned itself. So do you buy it online or do you buy it at the park? You can buy it at the park. So if you're like hesitant to pull the trigger, you can just wait and see like when you're going to a national park, you could get it right then and there. And then do, is it a laminated card with your photo on it? Um, I'll show you mine. Or is it like a plastic anonymous card? That it's a plastic card. Parks. You can actually, and you can have two people, you put your signature on the back. I see. And so it looks like a gift it. card. So you could split it with a friend that's traveling too. Oh, that's right. Like you could sign the back of this and I could, you could have taken it to uh, Grand Canyon, gotten yeah. it for free. And it does, it's not just national parks. Like I got into Red Rocks National Conservation Area, which is like a little hiking and climbing area in uh, Las Vegas. So let me ask you this. You like to keep your wallet light and lean. Are you keeping that card in as like a cool little thing that I have? Like, look at this. I have an annual parks pass. No, God, no. I, as soon as... <laughs> Yeah, I see you're I shredding really, it. Right I haven't now. unpacked in my new place yet, but when I once like my um, little boxes are out on my dresser, this card goes in there, and it comes out when I travel. Got when it. I That's... go to a national park. So my, it... car, my wallet is. Very light, very <laughs> lean. <laughs> so would you say that's the least used card right now in your thing? Um, I actually, maybe maybe the, our HeadGum business card. <laughs> is less useful. Is, yeah, that's, what, that's the least used card in my wallet. Yeah, I think the least used card in the history of the world is your HeadGum business card. Why the fuck do you mean that? <laughs> like, what do you when mean do that? you ever tell anyone? Like, who would, no, you would never meet with anyone of value. Like, I can't imagine you taking oh, any meeting, well, let alone one that I mean, someone would I actually mean, like, give business, a shit about who you my are. business credit card. Or like, like for, um, like if, if I took uh, the interns out to lunch. <laughs> That's cool. Or if I like okay. um, needed to yeah, yeah. order like a SD card. <laughs> Sorry about that. Then. But you like you actually you just like said some really great right. hurt. No, I was just saying like that how I shouldn't have a You're a fucking nobody. I was gonna be like Right. Yeah. No, that's you were gonna say that or you did. You said I, I would never meet with anybody. And then like I no, guess I, I was I gonna guess, be like, like by way of apologizing, you said I'm a fucking nobody. <laughs> I'm sorry that I I imply that you're no who would wanna meet with you? You didn't imply that you said it outright. No, I was saying you said I'd wanna meet with you. You didn't imply you're saying, anything. I'm saying it you're a loser. It was absolutely overt. <laughs> you are a loser, is yeah, what no, I'm trying that's to say. Exactly. <laughs> this is what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you like back away and then you like, you back away from the edge and then you run yeah. back up. To <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. But you're a fucking nobody. Yep. I yeah. know. <laughs> I know you think that. Yeah. And I know you are that. You are that. Yeah. What? Well, you just wait and see. What? You just wait and see. <laughs> what are you You made a very about? powerful enemy. <laughs> Who? Marty? <laughs> you insult Headgum, you insult Marty Michael. <laughs> and I use his business card because we basically look alike. <laughs> and the email address is so worn that people can't really see what it says. So For a while, says, my Headgum business card did have an email address that did not work. Yeah. <laughs> because you never set it up. <laughs> it's just general sales at ATT.net. <laughs> Headgum at AOL.com. That's me. Uh, all right, let's get back to some questions and answers over here. Our bread and butter. Cuckoo. It's, it's 2019, but you know what? People are still in desperate seek of our guidance. Uh, oh, here we go. Desperate seek. Uh, an English and creative writing major, an, a lady, uh, will call her Emily Dickinson. Nice. I'm an English major and a creative writing minor, and this is my last year at university. Recently, I ran into my middle school bully and crush at a poetry reading held How by my college. 
Is it one person or is it two different people that happened to be there? The bully and the crush. Uh, he asked me to sit next to him and we had a decent conversation. He then confessed that he wrote short fiction and offered to email me some of it later. Later, I told him that he could send me some stuff and I would give him feedback. He sent me a story and it was literal shit. My question is, should I be the bigger person and tell him it's fine? Or should I take advantage of his shit writing and have my revenge? He was awful to me in middle school, even though he knew I had a crush on him. He made fun of my acne and fat shamed me until I starved myself. The thing is, I'm doing fine now. So do I really want to get into this middle school shit again? Love the show, and I'm coming to see you guys live for the third time in D.C. in March. Thanks for the reminder. Hell yeah. Tickets still available for our D.C. show. New York show almost sold out, but tickets for D.C. March 9th, New York March 7th at jakeandamir.com. Um, wow, this is hard. Do you know what? I? You know this happened to me. What? At College Humor. Your bully slash crush? Well, he wasn't my crush, but it was a kid that uh, bullied me in middle school sent me uh, um well he sent a like an intern application to the general uh <laughs> email which i was in charge i was in charge of hiring interns wow um i think it was like 2010 or 2009 and a kid who i would he wasn't like a relentless bully i don't think it sounded as bad as this but like he bullied me for like a month or two to the point where I was afraid to ride the bus after school <laughs> because he might say something to me. <laughs> so you were afraid that he would say something to you. Um, what would he say to you that would make you not want to ride the bus? It, it's so small now, but when you're, he would call me gay. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> joking, right? I, I, I've called, I, there's nothing wrong with it, obviously. Naturally. Obviously. But when you're uh, 12, 12, that's like somebody might calling as well you gay on the you. bus. It is. I'll fucking walk to school. How's that for straight? I don't care that it's 12 degrees out. But I mean, it's like, it's it's not like just the idea. Obviously, it's not the the idea of being gay was so bad to me that I hated him. It it's was people like. people laughing at you. Yeah. And I was like a new kid. And I did like. This this guy was going to make fun of me on the bus and make everybody hate me and made me have no friends. Anyway, I so yeah, it was it was miserable. And then he sent in an intern letter, uh, and he like even dropped my name. It's like, <laughs> I, like I think Jake works there. I used to go to middle school with him. Or I went to high school with him or something like that. Um, and I thought about what like what i should do and the way I, so i'm like i was sort of in her position um and where i came down on it was just to treat it exactly like i treated every every intern letter by so, saying sorry you can't work here you're gay you're um, the gay one you can't work here now. how's that <laughs> <laughs> and then he sued you for gender discrimination. I think I actually ignored it because we got so many emails and I on, we only contacted – there was like an auto response and we only contacted the people who we were going to bring in for an interview. So and you took the high relevant, ground. Yeah, he, he didn't have any relevant, relevant experience because the funniest thing he ever did was call me gay in seventh grade. <laughs> okay, you're hired. <laughs> That's actually pretty good stuff. <laughs> You Raz Hurwitz, I heard. That was Streeter, right? That's right. <laughs> That's how he got his job, became your boss, and then bullied you again. Where's your bully up to now? 
Um, as I, I have no idea. That's a good TV show. We should try to sell that as like connecting bullies with nerds now. Oh yeah, I think most bullies have no idea the if like the the effect that they have. Yeah, like, like, they, like they don't even oh, know that they're funny. a bully because like, they didn't. I think for the most part, <laughs> I know at least my bully did not just tease me. Right. Because there were days when he would ignore me because he was teasing other people. That's right. For him, he just thought he was funny and cool. Right. He's like, oh, yeah, I teased everybody. <laughs> I, I, I called everybody gay. I called you gay. I called him short. It was funny. Yeah. Um, but, like, for the <laughs> for real, it was not. It ruined so many people's uh, so, time in high would, school. So, yeah, I think, yeah, bullies, they probably do all need a reality check. Like this, this guy has no idea that he uh, made gave this girl an eating disorder, <laughs> right? And he should know that. <laughs> he should feel bad about that, and he should apologize for it. Yeah, but like, it, would a show where like a bully is like kind of like now turned into a nobody be too sad, or like would it be too sad if he became like the CEO of a Fortune five hundred company? I think to make it an interesting show, you'd find bullies in all of their different walks of life. There's yeah, probably some that are. Doing terrible. There's probably some that are fine. There's yeah. some that are happy. There's some that are like <laughs> absolutely killing it. There's It'd some that have like totally turned a corner and feel like they they do feel remorse for what they did in high school. So the show is called High Hater, By Hater, or something like oh, that. High okay. Haters. So we see we re meet these bullies thirty years, twenty years, fifteen years, ten years later. Follow their path. How they turn out. And then it could be like a moral, st- like a, um, what's it called? The, um, the, there could be a good message behind it because it's like, hey, don't be a bully or you'll turn out this way. Unless the people all turned out successfully. I wonder if any development executives from TLC listen to our podcast. They must, right? Yeah. So if you're listening, uh, email me. It is uh, generalsales at AOL at headcom.com. I finally set it up. It's inquiries at comcast.net. Advertising opportunities. At Verizon. I, so I would say this uh, this girl should give this guy feedback like you would anybody else. That's like the high the high ground. Right. So you don't have to be like, your writing is good. Unless you don't just like don't even want to deal with them, in which case be like, hey, this is great. Bye. But do you treat bullies like somebody who was asleep and did something to you? Like that was a different person. We can't get mad at you. Or can you be like, no, you're still the same little asshole. So watch me be mean to you. I think you can't think of them as the exact same per- like they're not frozen in time they've had a life and experiences and a whole bunch of shit happened to them and you don't know like what made them be a bully in the first place either yeah what if it was a sad thing and then it's like now you're bullying them even harder than they bullied you because yeah. their father was abusive and this being is an how they adult took bully it is worse than being a kid bully <laughs> of course so adult I- bullies clearly worse than kid bully i don't think that you have to forgive this guy for what he did but i don't think you have to i don't think that your comeuppance will feel good but it would feel good because it was actually bad like the comeuppance would be like if it was great writing and she's like by the way this is the worst piece of drivel i've ever read and trust me i'm a creative writing minor i know bad writing and this is bad writing Mm -hmm. but since it's actually shitty she could take the moral high ground which is giving him super honest blunt feedback and the low ground by sort of railing into this guy's shitty piece of writing. Yeah. She can have her cake and eat it too. Right. You could give him honest critical feedback that that might hurt his feelings, <laughs> but also might make him a better writer. A hard truth that he needs to hear. That's right. It's bullying, but for a purpose. Yeah. Bullying with a cause. And you could argue also that that is the nicest thing you can do because you might make him a better writer. 
but I just don't think you need to be like, hey, this is this writing sucks. Give up. No, yeah, don't right. say give up. But should she say, P.S. Your bullying in middle school gave me an eating disorder. You could. I mean, it really depends. Might on as well you, put that back on him. There's also the the underlying aspect that she had a crush on him. So like, there's some part of this that like maybe there's like a romantic twist that this could take. Ooh. So if you actually want to give him creative writing advice, then maybe meet for coffee and then tell him that his teasing gave you an eating disorder. <laughs> See how he reacts. Maybe he's like apologetic and feels awful. Maybe he's changed. And then you guys live happily ever after. That's cool. It's possible. <laughs> it's probable. It's likely. All right. So here's the thing to prove that we're both in the same room. Ready? Yeah. I'm going to take... Um, Put your mic away from your mouth, and I'll put it away from mine, too. And now I'm yelling. Right. In theory, you can hear it from both mics. Oh. But how would they know that it's coming through both mics? They wouldn't. So never mind. (laughs) Mics go back. What a waste. (laughs) And you said I'd never make any important business connections. Oh, here's one way to do it. We'll say, okay, here it is. Editing episodes that are recorded remotely take time. So what I'll do is prove that we're recording Monday at 11.15 a.m. Oh, because this episode's going to be up by, like, noon. That's right. So it's like I obviously couldn't have enough time to, like, edit all the stuff that I wanted to edit in. Right. So we have to find the most breaking news um, imaginable. Okay. Um, Maybe we should do it at the end of the episode. We'll answer one more question and then most breaking news and then upload this right away to prove that in fact uh we were in the same room at the same time cool is there news that would be so crazy that we uh like would not release the podcast oh like a a nuclear bomb just went off in san francisco no that would be perfect your (laughs) your family would be dead awesome yeah yeah okay so let's say that there's a nuclear attack really all right, so we'll find something else then. This is like an hour ago. All right, don't look yet. Uh, here's <laughs> a classic dude question. So why don't we call this guy Fabio, who's just a classic dude? He's anything but classic. Where is Fabio nowadays? Anyway, hi, Jake the Mirror, my two favorite koi Jews. I'm in desperate need of your sage advice. This morning, my wife shared with me that she had a threesome dream with us and one of my best friends from med school. My wife has never had a dream like this before. Usually they're darker, like bears attacking her family. But I digress. My best friend in med school, she's a girl, is really cool with both of us, and we all often hang out. I was comfortable telling her about my wife's dream, with my wife's permission, of course. Uh, When I told her the threesome dream, my best friend verbatim said, That's hot. I love your wife. It was in this moment that I knew I had an opportunity I casually dropped this conversation to my wife, and my wife said if she, uh, if she would have a threesome with anyone, it would be my best friend. Jake, please help me make this a reality. How do I broach this topic? Where should, or should we all get dinner? Should I send nudes? How do I not mess this up, uh, this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity up? Amir, have you ever had a threesome? How do you even begin to plan something like this? Any advice you could give would be would give my ham moment would be very much appreciated. To da love Fabio. Great question. Have you ever had a threesome? I've not. 
And I resent the accusation like, I obviously haven't. <laughs> but you have not. I have not, not. Obviously so. But I still don't like the question like, oh, Amir, you probably haven't had a threesome, right? Yeah. And I, I haven't. I, I wasn't even asked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. Right. Obviously. Obviously. But I don't want it to be like an obvious thing. Yeah. Well, I want you to look at me and be like, he may, or like, I want it to be a coin flip. Well, he asked, so it wasn't obvious. He yeah, but he asked in a way that was like, I obviously hadn't, because I yeah, had It was sort of like a joke. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, Blumenfeld, you ever have a threesome? <laughs> and it's like, no, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities that I had had one. Right. Well, it is. But... And that's what I resent. Right. No, yeah, no, I mean, I'm surprised. Have you ever had sex? Not sex. But I've masturbated a shit ton. (laughs) To threesomes, by the way. (laughs) To threes company, by the dubs. Um, So here's what I suggest. Don't put too much pressure or stock into it. I don't know about the sending nudes thing. Of course. That seems too much. What you want to do is wait for a moment where it's naturally going to sort of like the seeds of it. Like they say they go out often. It seems like it has to be a going out often situation. And then you can casually, like, it's almost like putting a little match onto a gas situation. Yeah. But the gas needs to be there. You have already done the absolute max that you should do. And I think you might have done one thing too much. Which was telling them about it? Which I guess, like, I don't know what his relationship is with with his best friend. But I could imagine that would make someone uncomfortable. Yeah. But she did say, that that's hot. hot. I, I love your her. wife. Yes. So with that done, what's the next step? I feel like the seed is planted. What but every like, party knows about the other. Your wife planted the seed with you. You planted the seed with her, your friend. Your friend planted the seed back with you, which you then planted with your wife. The seeds <laughs> Everything is known. are planted. Yes. And now you don't want to overwater. <laughs> That'll destroy the plant. So just... All this, all this plant needs right now is space and time. It is a desert cactus. <laughs> Let it sit in the sun and don't touch it. We'll see what happens. Let the natural order of things uh, take. Because what you, what, it, there could be a point where you tip it too much, water it too much, as you say, and then it becomes not sexy, not cool, it's not a soggy, exciting. Soggy little cactus. The more you talk about it, the less exciting it becomes. Yeah. But you guys go out a lot, so just know the seed is planted, and go out. But and definitely don't all get dinner. No dinner. No <laughs> dinner. No, no dinner. No nudes. Drinks. Drinks are good. Like other people there too. Yeah, groups. <laughs> groups. Groups. And you buy strangers. It, yeah. Drinks. Dancing. Fun times. <laughs> it's. Hanging out has to be fun and light and easy for anybody to want to take it to the next level. Like, this is good. We'll keep going. You don't ever want to sit down to a formal dinner where you share a folder of nude photos. So, you guys know why I brought you here today. The dream in question. You had the dream. You said the dream was hot. And you said if you were going to do it with anybody, it would be you. Am I correct? It's like Sprinklers go up. (laughs) Oh, shit. Everybody run. Wet t-shirt contest. Uh, all right. A threesome seems to be a very fragile thing. Yeah. Don't touch it or it'll break. It is a butterfly. Uh, what percentage chances would you give this threesome to happening? I think any threesome has like a 5% chance of happening. <laughs> that's pretty high. That's why they are magical. Yeah, that's why they call them a threesome. <laughs> why, why? 
Why is that? Because it's a 3% chance. Oh, I said 5%. Really? But All right, so let's re-record that. <laughs> if we were not in the same room, we would. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right, let's find some breaking news. I'm, ta- I'm going to Twitter. Right. How about somebody's tweet? The newest tweet in your timeline that could be considered news. Um, who's the most famous person you follow on Twitter? What's the most recent tweet? The most recent tweet I see on Twitter is... <laughs> this is so useless. <laughs> this is a nothing game. <laughs> it's, it really this is. This is a no one exercise. All right, here's, here's news. <laughs> this is from yesterday. Yeah, you got to refresh Twitter. Like, Twitter doesn't always show 32 you. 32 minutes ago. How about your latest gram? Okay. This is 27 minutes ago, 15 minutes 15. ago. It's too long. Yeah. <laughs> There's not breaking news at this second. Of course. What we have to do is stay on the line until the news breaks. And once it does, we'll prove to everyone something that they probably already... Right. The other interesting thing is that everybody believes us. <laughs> yeah. So we're just... At, at this point, I no longer believe it because I've been talking about it so much, I'm starting to think you're not in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Simon Malloy, which was retweeted, some journalist tweeted two minutes ago, the fact that the White House is already lying about the speech feels like a compelling case to end deliberations about whether to carry the speech. I'm not really sure what speech they're talking about, but uh, just know that Simon Malloy tweeted this two minutes ago at the time of recording. I, I believe Trump wants to do a nationally televised uh speech about the government shutdown in the wall. Oh. So maybe I, if, well, I guess that doesn't really mean anything. All right. That's what you guys have to know. <laughs> Simon Malloy's Twitter. Nobody's going to read, listen to this super fast anyway. What a complete and utter waste of time. And a really unnecessary shout out to a Simon Malloy, who I don't even know on Twitter. This. What if we find out that he's like alt-right and we just gave this guy a lot of publicity? This was a complete and utter waste of time. <laughs> a pointless and meaningless exercise. Five stars. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks so much for listening. Happy 2019. <laughs> we are weak. We are feeble. We, we apologize. Uh, the opening... We're all going to die, and that's a good thing. <laughs> we we uh, used Dear Lincoln as the opening theme song. And this closing one was written by a Swede, Martin from Sweden, a Johnny Cash cover. Uh, send those theme songs, send those questions, send everything to if I were you show at gmail.com. I'm about to post something on Instagram stories that'll prove once and for all that I photoshopped me and Jake in the same room together. Uh, <laughs> so you can check it out there. Thanks. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Ciao. <laughs> situation all the time and I'm in dire need of help and good advice my last resort will be to ask these Jewish guys Jake and the Shmoo what should I do Ooh. 
my girl found out I had a mistress on the side I took my friend's dog for a walk but then it died My mom discovered all the porn I tried to hide Jake and the schmoo, what should I do? I'll email too, if I were you, if I were you That was a HeadGum Podcast. Hey there, podcast listener. Good news. We're doing another HeadGum Happy Hour in New York City. Whoa, that's amazing news. Amir, why don't you tell the folks when and where it is? Okay, fine. It's Tuesday, May 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Bell House. Okay, and why don't you tell everybody who the fucking hosts are? Yeah, that would be us. It would be, uh, we're hosting it. It's Jake and Amir. Okay, and how about this, you little piece of shit? Why don't you tell everybody who is going to be performing? Who is this show featuring? All right, I don't appreciate being called that, but it is featuring Charlie Bardet, Natalie Rodder, Leitman of Exploration And why Live. don't you tell them, excuse me, why don't you tell them who else it's featuring? Yeah, Millie Tamara's and Elise Morales of the Go Touch Grass podcast and some surprise guests as well. More, yes. And Mir, why don't you go ahead and close this out now? You say something like, thanks for listening. We'll see you at the yeah. show or something like that. Why don't you go ahead yeah. and do that? Hmm? Okay, I will. It's, hmm? it's, Can uh, you do that? So go buy a ticket at headgum.com slash live and we'll see you there. All right. Bye. <laughs>